Welcome to the Life Tree Community Church Podcast. These are recorded during our weekly services in Robbinsville, New Jersey. Our prayer is that these messages help you grow in your personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is Youth Sunday. All right. You can clap. Today is Youth Sunday. And I know, listen, I'm, I'm excited. We've been planning this for a while. We've been looking into this. And uh, super excited. I love seeing all the teenagers here in the front rows. And um, don't they just look lovely? You guys just look adorbs. Just completely adorbs. I don't know. That's what my daughter says. Adorable. That's what it means. Um, so we're here to celebrate the youth, to reflect on them, what they mean to the church. And um, they're extremely valuable to our church. They're extremely valuable to all of us, uh, to our families. And I was thinking, what are they good at? What are they good at? And there's actually a lot. Um, electronics. Some of them could just like all day looking down and like navigate traffic and like walk through the mall and do like everything while they're doing electronics. Uh, sports. Some of them are really good with sports. Um, Music, as you heard today, awesome job, guys. Awesome job. Raph, you need another solo. That was really good. Um, and, of course, they're, they're good at dancing. So I want everybody to get up and give me a dance. I'm just kidding. Um, but it is you, Sunday. We're going to have some fun today. Um, they're really good at making up excuses, spending money really fast. Wait, wait, wait. Let's go back to the excuses because I got some good ones here. Um, it's real easy for, for, you know, for us to make excuses, right? But teenagers have this extra special innate ability to shift the blame away from themselves and onto you or something, anything. They just have this way of, of shifting the blame, and um, they're pretty amazing at it. Like, the cat told me to do it. You know, and you're like, seriously? The cat told you to do it. They'll be like, yeah, really, it talks. When you hear him, he goes, you can hear him say something. Um, I thought you said you didn't need the change back. Got that one? I, I used to do that one. I thought you said you didn't need the change back. So I'd, I'd buy like $20 and I'd buy one stick of gum and I'd keep the change. Um, and then this is another one that I was known for was, um, but I'll ruin the clothes if I try to wash them. So you better do it, Mom. You're much better at it than me. Um, that, that was... Anybody else? I tried the dishes one, too. I, does anybody else know that one? No? Nobody else tried that one? No? Thank you. Thank you. I was like, really? I'm the only one who's ever done that before. Um, well, excuses happen. And we're going to have a little music in the background. Some of you are like, what's going on? What's going on? We're going to have a little fun today. Um... Excuses are real easy to make, um, and the truth is we all make excuses at some point or another, all right? Um, really, I mean, as, as good as some of us are almost perfect, like my wife, brownie points, um, we're, we make excuses. I'm tired. I'm too busy. That's not my job. I, that's not my job. I don't know how. I don't know how. You know, like, 
I'm going to mess it up. I don't want to do it. I better leave it to the professionals. Um, I already made plans. Sorry. You know, got to got to wash the dog. Um, you know, there, there's excuses all over the place. And um, sometimes we have great excuses. Sometimes excuses are just kind of kind of lame, like that good old fashioned one. The dog ate my homework. You guys ever try that with your teacher? No. What? What? Are, somebody have a good excuse that they use for their homework? Somebody's got to have one. Yell it out. Nothing. I left it at home. Yeah. What's that? It's in your book bag. There you go. There you go. See, look, these are all teenagers coming up with these excuses. Did you catch that? They're really good at it. I was really good at it as a teenager. Uh, I, I still have my moments today. Um, but excuses, they can be like, you know, like you kind of just feel like Gene when he says, there's, please tell me again. I so love hearing lame excuses. Um, that's in memory of Gene. And excuses can just, they're, they're just crazy because you, you look at a person, you go, really? That's the best you got? That's what you're coming up with? Really? And I was reading this poll, CBS News found the following 10 worst excuses given by employees for calling in sick. All right, I'm not making these up. These are real, and these are hilarious. All right? Number one, employee claimed his grandmother poisoned him with ham. Number two, employee was stuck under the bed. I don't know how that one happens. Employee broke his arm reaching to grab a falling sandwich. That one I can get. That happens a lot. I get it. I get that one. Um, Employee said the universe was telling him to take a day off. Yep. Yep, that was a good one. Um, Employee's wife found out he was cheating. He had to spend a day retrieving his belongings from the dumpster. Employee poked herself in the eye while combing her hair. Um, this, is, this is what they said. Um, employee said his wife put all his underwear in the washer. There's a solution for that, but we're not going to go there. Um, employee said the meal he cooked for a department potluck didn't turn out well. That's it. I guess he was like emotionally distressed or something after that. (laughs) They didn't like my food. You know, I don't know what. I don't know what. Um, Employee was going to the beach because the doctor said she needed more vitamin D. I can almost get behind that one. Almost. Um, And then number 10, employee said her cat was stuck inside the dashboard of her car. And she's probably having a conversation with the cat the whole time, too. The cat told me so. Uh, But here's the truth about excuses. Um, There's a little quote I want to show you here. Excuses sound the best to the one that is making them up. I love this one. I love this one. It hurts because we all make excuses, and I, I own that one. But wow. That's some truth there. Excuses sound the best 
to the one that is making them up. Um, and then there's another one that I wanted to show you because this is really what it comes down to, all right, when it comes to excuses and um, doing what we're supposed to be doing, having the responsibility and following through with the responsibility that we have. This one's really good. If it is important to you, you will find a way. If not, you'll find an excuse. Drop the mic if I could take it off and walk away. Because <laughs> that's kind of like, wow, that, what else do you say? What else do you say? If it's important to you, you'll find a way. If not, you'll find an excuse. But I go on. Um, the Bible is clear about everybody having a special function, a job to do. And it's real easy for us um, to get lost in it and to make excuses. Um, and, and so I entitled today, No More Excuses. No More Excuses. Romans 12, verses 4 through 8, if you have your Bible there, go ahead and open it up. I didn't get the page number, I apologize. You'll actually have to do it from memory or something. Oh no, do you ever do sword drills? Anybody know what a sword drill is? Good, there's a few of you. That's where like, they give you a chapter and verse in the Bible, in a book, and you have to like look it up, and the first one to get it looks it up and sticks the Bible up in the air. I got it! you know, and So it kind of helps you to learn the Bible. But anyway, in Romans chapter 12, verses 4 through 8, this, this passage has been speaking to me for weeks and weeks. And I felt very like, man, God is putting this on my heart for us to hear. So important for us to hear and to be reminded of this. So I'm going to read this today. And it says in verse 4, Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So... If God has given you an ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. That's a concept. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. And these are just a handful of, of the many gifts that God has given to the church and each one of us specifically. Um, but man, I love this. I love this passage. You know what it says to me? God is a great designer. God is a great designer. God put all this together. He created our bodies. All right? He created the, the complex nervous system and, and uh, all the cells and hemoglobins. I love that word. Say it three times fast. It's really fun. Hemoglobins, hemoglobins. I won't go on. Um, but there's so many complex things. And guess what? God thought it was such a great design. He wanted to use it for the church. Because we are one body with many Parts, each having their own function. And um, I, I just caught a few things out of this passage, and I just want to touch on those real quick. 
first of all, like we said, one body, many parts. No man is an island. We're all together in this thing. We're all connected. We're all connected. We're all one body. All right? Um, when you hurt, I hurt. When you rejoice, I rejoice. We rejoice with you. And sometimes we forget about that. Sometimes we go, well, I don't matter to the church or I, I don't have to go because no one's going to miss me or I, I, I better leave it to someone else to do. And really what he's saying here is, no, you matter. Every single one of you is a part of this body and you each have a function. You each have a gift that God has given you and you need to use it. Um, the second part, each of us has that special function and it's a gift from God. And I want to read 1 Corinthians 12, 17. And this is, this is just interesting, this verse. It's kind of funny to me. If the whole body were an eye, if the whole body were an eye, that's what it would look like, how could it hear? It's silly. If we were all in eyeballs, how would we be able to hear? All right. And then he goes on. If the whole body were an ear, how could it smell? Although there are some smelly ears out there, um, but that's besides the point. Um, if the whole body were an ear, how could it smell? Here's the clincher. God has placed each part in the body just as he wanted it to be. God placed each part in the body just as he wanted it to be by design, with intent, with purpose. Love it. Um, he has created each one of you, every one of you, with a special gift, special gift, a special unique ability for Life Tree, for this community. Right? Based on everything we've read and based on people, we know that each one of us have talents, gifts, abilities. God has placed it in your life to use for this church, for the community abroad, because you have a special gift, something that someone else doesn't have, or maybe something that we need a few of you with this gift to encourage us all or to serve us all or to teach us all. If you're not doing your part, we all suffer. If you're not doing your part, we all suffer. Bottom line, um, if a part of the body is not functioning correctly, your whole body feels it. Am I right? We all feel it. Um, when you stub your toe, maybe you step on a Lego if you have kids. Man, those things hurt. They hurt really bad. Um, I did one of those a little while ago, I hope to never do it again, step on one of those Legos, man. Um, but when you do, your whole body feels it. Am I right? It's like, ah, from the, you can feel it coming up through and you're like, ah. When you lose a limb, or a finger in my case, uh, I can speak from experience on that one, uh, your whole body feels the loss. I got it back, by the way. They sewed it back on. That's a whole other story, a miracle that God did. But um, 
We'll save that for another time. You matter, and your function matters to the church. It really does. Um, and he says, here's the third part, okay? Number one, one body for many parts in one body. Number two, each of us has a special function. Number three, he says, do your special function. All right? I mean, look, he says, so if God has given you the ability to prophesy, do it. Speak out with as much faith as God has given you. All right? This is what I'm reading from it. Do your special function. He says, whatever gift you have, use it. Now, this is you Sunday. All right? So I'm going to take a little bit of um, license to, to have some fun with this. Um, I'm going to show you this video because I think this is really important in, uh, in illustrating this point. So we're going to you know, bring the music down and then we're going to cue this, uh, this video and just kind of just watch it. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it. Make your dreams come true. Just do it. (laughs) Some people dream of success while you're going to wake up and work hard at it. Nothing is impossible. You should get to the point where anyone else would quit. And you're not going to stop there. No. What are you waiting for? Do it! (laughs) Just do it! Yes, you can! Just do it! Best part. If you're tired of starting over, stop giving up. No more excuses. No more excuses. The fact is, we all need each other. We all have a special ability. And God says, do it. Right? Do it! Alright, so, this is Youth Sunday. And, um, you know, I... We're supposed to encourage each other. Um, we're supposed to challenge each other, keep each other accountable, all in love. And um, so if God has given you a gift, you should use it. Am I right? So maybe, maybe you have the gift of prophecy. What if you have the gift of prophecy? What should you do? Maybe you have the gift of serving. What should you do with that gift? Hmm. I'm sensing a theme here. Maybe you're really good at teaching. What should we do, guys? What should they do? Love this. 
wish I could get away with this more often. Um, maybe encouragement. Maybe you're really good at encouraging people, and you're just not doing it. What should you do? Do it! Just do it! Um, maybe the next one is giving. Maybe you're just not tithing or being generous, showing God's love in the giving. There's something that you could probably do. I don't know, guys. Help me out here. What is that? Yep. I like that one. Um, leading. Leading. Some of you are amazing leaders, and you just never stepped out to pursue it. Just, no, I won't be good enough. If you have leadership abilities, guys, thank you. And one more. And guys, maybe you can say this a little kinder. Maybe kindness is your gift. What do you think you should do? Go ahead, go ahead. Aww, that was so kind. Love it. Give a hand for the teens encouraging us. I love it. I love it. Do it. Good, cracks me up, man. All right. Um, but we go on. Teenagers. Teenagers. First Timothy 4.12 says something awesome, and I want you to hear this. Each and every one of you teenagers here. It says in 1 Timothy 4.12, Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Don't let anyone think less of you because you're young. Here's where it gets real, all right? It's getting real up in here, all right? Be an example. Be an example. Be an example in your youth. At your age, right at this moment, where you sit, be an example to all believers, to the rest of us. Be an example to the rest of us in what you say, in the way you live, in your love. You hear me? In your faith, in your purity. Now look, this is a lot. I get it. This is a lot. And you're like, I, how am I going to... With God's help, with God's strength, with the accountability, with the encouragement, with the challenge of everyone in the church, on your side, cheering you on, you can do this. You can be an example in your young age. That just doesn't stop here. It goes out through this community and changes lives. In your school, in your workplace, in your neighborhood, you can be that example that the world has never seen. They'll be like, what is different about that kid? They're, they're like 12 years old, but man, when they light up in the room, they, they shine. They, just, they come into a room and it just changes everything. That's God. And that's the gift that God gives each one of you. It's all different for each one of you. But you each have a gift and you each have a responsibility to set an example in your young age. Now, adults, it's your turn. I need some help. All right? I think it's a, it's a great idea if you can encourage and challenge the teenagers. Okay? 
Because some of them have these gifts, all right? Prophecy, which is a fresh word from God. Serving, teaching, encouragement, giving, leading, kindness. Oh, yeah. We've got this talent loaded in these rows right here. So I need your help, all right? I need you to step out, crack your neck a little, get into motion, all right? I need your help to encourage the teenagers. Can you, can you help me out today? It's, it's you Sunday. Come on, have a little fun. Let's crank that music up just a little bit more, please. Um, uh, yeah. Teenagers, if your gift is prophecy, what should you do? We got a few that actually stood up. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. That was good. All right. It'll get better. I hope. If your ability, teenagers, is serving, what should you do? Do it! Yeah! How about teaching? Now, you guys might be like, well, I'm a, I'm a kid. I'm not a teacher. I go to school with my teachers. But listen, each one of you can teach a lesson to each and every one of us adults. Trust me, childlike faith, it rings out. It makes a difference in our, in our adult lives. So I want to encourage you, if teaching is your ability, what should you do? Do it! Are you guys getting this? If encouragement is your gift, ready? One, two, three. Do it! Love it. Love it. Maybe it's giving. Maybe it's giving. Now listen, this one. Oh, I thought you were. Shane was like ready to go. Do it! She was ready to like crush the can in her hand or something. That's awesome. I love it. Um, giving. Now some of you guys might be like, well. I don't have a job, so what, what can I give? That is one of the lamest excuses I have ever heard. And I don't even think I used that one when I was a teenager. But I hear it. And I, and I want to say, each one of you can give something. Whether it's your time, your talents, an allowance. You get an allowance, you can tithe on your allowance. You can give 10% of your allowance. It's easy. Your parents can help you figure out 10% of... Twenty-five dollars, two fifty. Um, right. Listen, every one of us can give something. So, I need some help here, church, teenagers. If your gift is giving, which I think we all have this gift, what should you do? Do it! Yeah. Two more. Two more. Maybe your gift is leading. Some of you, seriously, some of you are amazing leaders and you don't even know it yet. I'm looking at you guys. I want to see eyeballs. Some of you guys are amazing leaders. You, like, you don't even know it, but we see it. Us us adults see. Some of you guys are like, you could just take over the church. Almost. Almost. There you go. So I want you guys to never look down yourself. And never hide behind the thing, well, I'm a kid. I can't lead. No, you lead by example. You lead in your school. You lead in your workplace. When you are not doing the things that other kids are doing, 
and ruining their lives and hurting themselves and hurting others. You're leading by example. You're showing God's love. You're showing God's way. And it's the only way. You all are leaders in some way or another. You have this gift of leadership. You need to do it. Woo. Last one. Kindness. Kindness. You guys don't have to get quiet for this last one if you don't want to. You can still be loud. Because um, some of you are like, man, I've been praying my kid will find some kindness in his life. This is your chance to just yell it out. All right. Um, maybe you have the gift of kindness. And I know many of you do. It's time to use it. There's a lot of rude people, a lot of pain and anger out there in the world. I think it's time for you guys to lead by example and show some kindness to people. What do you think? If your gift is kindness, you need to do it. Just do it. So check it out. Thank you. You guys are really good. That was really awesome, Ashley. That was really awesome. Dan's like, I asked him to speak. No, that's all. Um, So listen, whenever you do something for God, he will put his power and blessing behind it. Whenever you do something for God, he will put his power and blessing behind it. And it will make a difference. This is for everyone. I'm not picking on the teens anymore. We're, we're all in this. Um, and, and what you do matters. What you do matters. You matter. God created you. God is living in you. So when you do something, it matters. It makes a difference. When you do something for God... It makes a difference in people's lives. It changes the world one person at a time. Those who need a fresh word from God will receive one. If you use your gift like you're supposed to, those in need of help will be served. If you use your gift, those that need to learn will be taught. Those who need to be encouraged will be. Financial needs will be provided if you use the gift that God has given you. Those who are wondering will be led. I love that one. Those who are wondering will be led if we use our gift of leadership. And lastly, those who need kindness will receive it. They will. If you use your gift... They will find kindness, and they will find God. We are the church. We are Christ's body. And when we do our special function, his body functions just as God designed it to do in his infinite wisdom. When we follow what he put into place, it works. It just works. So I say, no more excuses. What you do matters. Your God-given gifts matter to you, to each other, and to those in the world. So, I need your help on this one, everyone. 
One, two, three. Just do it! Woo! Ooh, love it. I want to end out and encouraging our teenagers. So I want all the teenagers up on the stage right now. Come on up. Every one of you. I don't care if you're 10, 11, 12. If you're sitting in here right now, up here. How about this, man? This is awesome. This is awesome. Can I have our ministry leaders, our ministry leaders, our executive leadership team, Pastor Dan, and we're just going to say a quick prayer to um, pray a prayer of blessing over our kids, to encourage them, to challenge them, to use their gifts for God in this world. Pastor Dan's going to lead us in prayer. And uh, those of you who are coming up, just kind of lay hands on a teenager or two that you can find. Let's really encourage these guys and just ask God's blessings on them. Amen? Take it away, Pastor Dan. It's just incredible to me that we even have this many teenagers here. Isn't this awesome? These kids are awesome. And uh, thank you, Pastor Kevin. I will never forget to just do it. Um, that was, that was gonna, that's going to stick. But I want to just talk to you kids for a minute. I want you kids to hear this. The world's got a lot of problems, right? You guys know this. And we're trying to do our best to, as adults, to fix it. But as Kevin said, if everybody was an eye, right, we wouldn't be able to hear things. But let me tell you, you see things that we don't see. You hear things that we don't hear. God will give you ideas that we have not yet had. All right. One of our core values here is the best is yet to come. Let me tell you, the best ideas are still yet to be thought of. The best solutions for our world are still yet to be implemented. All right. The best things are still yet to be created. The best songs still yet to be written. The best stories still yet to be told. Go do it. Go do it. We're with you. We're behind you. We're for you. We're doing our best to pave the way for you. All right. We believe in you. All right. We won't give up on you. And we're going to go with you. We'll give you what we have. All right. That's the commitment we make to you guys. All right. So I want you to know that this church believes in you, believes that God has created you and given you each purpose. And there's a reason you're here. And uh, I want to just echo everything Pastor Kevin said. All right. And, and don't let your youth stop you from going out now and trying things. There's never been a better time to get to work than today. So don't worry about what you can't do. Just start with what you can do. And listen, if you feel like God's telling you to do something that you can't do, go for it anyway. He'll make up the difference. You know, the equation is, here's math. Are you guys in math? I know, but here's the equation. It's you plus God equals enough. Okay? You plus God equals enough. So if he's calling you to do something, let me tell you, go for it. Go for it. Church, would you just stand as we pray for them? And uh, if you want to, just extend your hands towards them. And let's just pray God's blessing over them this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every kid that is on this platform. God, for every child represented by this church, Lord, you know every name. You know every story. You know what their life looks like. You know what goes on inside their mind, inside their heart. You know what they care about, what they dream about, what they worry about. You know what they are good at. You know what they struggle with. You know their challenges. You know what fights they are fighting right now. You know what battles are before them. God, you know what dreams are deep in their hearts. What, what you, God, you know things about them that they don't even know. You know what they will be called to. You know what life looks like in a year from now and five years from now and ten years from now. And God, I ask you right now, prepare and equip each one of them. Lord, to handle 
what life will bring to them. Lord, I ask you to raise up a generation that seeks after you with their entire heart. Because, Lord, a generation that is committed to you is a generation that will change this world. Lord, it is kids that will grow up and make a difference. And even even now, they are making a difference. God, I ask you to empower them with your Holy Spirit. As they walk through the hallways of their school, as they are at home with their families, as they are on soccer fields and, and in school clubs and, and doing things, Lord, with their friends, Lord, would you put them on mission? God, give them the ability to comfort their friends when their friends are hurting. Lord, give them kindness and compassion for kids that are in need. Lord, give them an eye to see things that other kids don't see. Give them ears to hear things other kids don't hear. God, give them perception and understanding. I thank you for these kids. I ask your blessings on them, God. Go before them. Go behind them. Surround them. Would you provide for them? Would you inspire them? Lord, we are excited for what is still to come. Lord, for what this generation represents, for what you will do through them, Lord. We believe in them. And would we as a church commit to doing our best, Lord, to helping them, to supporting them, to leading well for them, to being good examples of what a life lived in relationship with you looks like. Lord, and together as one church, would we make a difference? Lord, would we change this community forever? Lord, would this church, young, old alike, Lord, would we come together and would our efforts, Lord, would this community never be the same because of what you're doing inside of us? I thank you. We committed to you, Lord. And I just, I'm so grateful for each one of these kids, Lord. We believe in, in the eternity that you've put in each one of their hearts. I thank you, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were encouraged by this message. For more information about Life Tree, please check us out online at lifetreecc.com.